0: Hey friends, thanks so much for following the Your Story Matters platforms and also this brand new podcast, the Your Story Matters podcast. I collected a lot of these stories from survivors to share of their journey of survivorship, healing, and recovery from abuse. It helps us understand by listening to somebody else's experience. It serves as a guidepost into opening up our understanding that two things, were not alone, and it wasn't our fault. So I thank you for joining me on this journey. Also, be sure to follow me on another brand new platform, Substack. I'm going to be releasing articles and other media content on that very soon. So go to Substack and search Brandon Dempsey, and I'll see you there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our podcast, Season 1, Episode 1 of Mary DeMuth. Hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast with Brandon Dempsey. Confessions of a Worship Leader is born out of crazy and heartbreaking ministry experiences by Brandon Dempsey to help you as a worship or ministry leader. Now it's time to confess the mess. Here's Brandon.
0: Hey, Worship of Ministry Leaders, thanks so much for following and downloading Confessions of a Worship Leader. My name is Brandon Dempsey of worshipteamtraining.com and the author of this podcast, site, and coming book. If you are or were in a place where you have been burned out, damaged, discouraged by ministry, then this site is just for you. These are my stories of those and those guest friends that we have, like who we have on today, about crazy and heartbreaking church ministry experiences and to share them and other candid topics with you to help you in your walk as a worship or ministry leader. Today's confession, mental health for the church. So let's talk about that before we introduce Mont McDonald, my guest friend right here. When you hear the term mental health, it can bring up a variety of thoughts. For some, it's a topic that they don't wanna discuss, and for others, it's a topic that they don't know how to discuss. But the truth about mental health is that it sends shockwaves into who we are as people and what we do, as well as its negative and positive effects in our lives we as a church how have we helped and where have we failed so let's introduce our guest in the confessional today mont mcdonald he is the pastor mcdonald is the grandson of the legendary reverend dr morgan babb the founder of king solomon missionary baptist church nashville tennessee pastor mcdonald has been in ministry since 92 a former broadcaster at wmdb And pastor mcdonald has always been a part of ministering god's word in some capacity whether it is teaching preaching praise and worship motivational speaking publishing advocating against mental health stigmas or life relationship marriage ministry coaching and with a ba in psychology pastor mont mcdonald is a certified life coach that seeks to serve god and the community you can find him at king solomon Nashville.org, also on his Twitter, which he and I talk quite a bit, at Mc, And also, you can find him on Instagram, entitled The Awkward Pastor. Let's welcome Mont McDonald. Mont, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thanks so much for being here. I've been looking forward to this, and we've talked now for like two weeks, I believe, and I've just been chomping at the bit to get you on here.
2: Yeah, I've been very excited. I, I just I couldn't wait for this uh, for this moment.
0: I'm glad I didn't scare you off. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. Uh, answer me this. What is mental health? And why was it forgotten all these years until now as a comeback? Is it real or is it just a trend?
2: Oh, no. No, mental health is definitely real. I believe mental health is similar to our physical health Uh, just as we uh, have issues with our physical health or uh, even just the very idea of physical health mental health is uh, just as important Uh, I I believe that when we are not um, properly uh, thinking clearly we're not properly being able to handle our emotions in a in a clear way it can cause a lot of uh Undue circumstances to us uh, where we may struggle in our jobs, struggle in our relationships, struggle to function in, in everyday life. Mental health is just as real as physical health. Hmm.
0: So when we talk about the church, let's kind of camp out on this one, because this is really the, the meat of where we are. Yes. How important is mental health for the church, its staff and people?
2: I believe is very, very important. Um me myself, I deal with anxiety. Um, and uh there was a time when I had a nervous breakdown. Uh actually it was due to ministry. I was yeah. an assistant, I was in
0: <laughs> I, I was an assistant pastor. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, this I, is I, why we're here.
2: Exactly. This is why we do this. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I was an assistant pastor at the time, and the pastor uh, of that church uh, had fallen ill and uh, could not um, come to church for I think it was a period of about six months or more, and he had me to step in to uh, to lead the congregation while he was uh, while he was trying to uh, to get better. And when he came back, uh, he got used to me kind of handling a lot of things to the point where I was busy just about every day of the week I had two young young uh, boys who I really could not spend a lot of time with because I was all at church uh, to the and to the point where my job uh, be, because of the amount of time that i that I spent uh, in ministry. And it got to the point where I had a nervous breakdown. I had to spend a week in, in counseling mm. and, uh, 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 Dr. John Ishi, uh, may, may he rest in peace, was a retired Presbyterian pastor who, uh, who was counseling me at that time. Mm. And, uh, I believe that he saved my, my life.
0: Mm. Now tell me real quick about your kids. Um, what were they going through?
2: Well, they were young and they were used to me being there. Pretty much, right. you know, whenever I get off work, I was there to help them with homework, to kind of guide them, and uh, you know, be there for them. And um, when when I was no longer there, uh, they began their uh, their schoolwork began to suffer. Um, they began to act up, in not only in school, but even at at home with 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 my wife, and um, And it just got to the point where my absence was uh, was being felt, and it was being felt in a in a negative way. Uh, I I had to figure something out because my wife wasn't happy, my children was not happy, and if I was being honest at the time, I, I wasn't happy either.
0: Okay, so what I is it true? I mean, like you know, we've we've gone through this ourselves. Do you feel like there's some pressure points here that you've already been uncovering? And I I don't want to get to as many as we can. But the one thing that really bothers me Mm -hmm. is the fact that the church, the pastoral leadership, doesn't see our family as important. The needs of our family. Do you find that to be true? Did you experience that?
2: Oh, definitely. How'd that make Uh, you feel?
0: It, well at the time let me just be completely honest yes that's why we're
2: here at the time i was more my thought process was more along the lines of if i can serve my church then i'm serving god and so i was more focused on trying to make god happy mm. when in reality uh god was already happy through the cross mm-hmm. i was trying to find a uh, other means serving in the church to make God happy, when in reality, um, he was already happy. So my mindset was pretty much the same as the pastor, that the that it was God first, and then the family second. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things were actually taught. In but they the take church. it literal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it wasn't until it got to the point where my mental health started to um, to be affected, and my wife actually uh, had a come to Jesus moment uh, conversation with me. That I realized that my thought process was was flawed, and and right. that thought process, I believe, is what uh, is what added to the mental health I- issues that I was dealing with at that time. I had to change my my perspective. Once I changed my perspective course, the church itself was not happy with it, but I had to learn to say no. Uh, some Sometimes I had to learn to pull back and to recharge, and I had to learn uh, that my family is my first min- ministry. Uh, that, uh, it's that It's important that I be there
0: for all of them. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how we start out as volunteers. You talked about how you came in to serve in the pastor's absence, it feels like all fun and games when we volunteer. We yeah. we, we are uh, enamored by the sense of ministry. We get a taste, and I just say this honestly, we get a taste of the leadership power. Yeah. We, we, we start to begin uh, to see with eyes open that mm-hmm. things are not as they appeared when we were members mm-hmm. or normal volunteers. Now we're in this leadership role. Yes. And for many of us, this is how we start on full-time staff. We, we start from somewhere now we've migrated to this paid position. And it's interesting how when we get paid from a church, right. All of that intertwines into our spirituality, into our personhood. Yeah. And like what you said, we it's, it's almost like we become married to the church, not to Christ anymore, not to our spouses anymore, but to the church how crippling was that for you? <sighs> um,
2: it was very crippling and something that took me a while to really get a handle on. Uh, because I, I had to understand that uh, I, did, I needed balance mm. in, in my life. And it's hard when you have pressures of the church on you, uh, where uh, you feel if you're not doing everything that you're asked to do, and you're letting the church down, you're letting the people of God down, and you're letting uh, the pastor down. And in many cases, uh, people will make you feel that that way, right. because people are under the assumption that as a minister, minister being a servant, that you're just there to serve. And uh, it's almost a, and I, I'm going to say I, I hate to say it this way but it's true it's almost a a dehumanizing way of looking at us uh to yes. to look at us as if our only function and our only purpose in life is to is to be at the church and to be everything that the church needs in that moment um it it can it can be cripp- uh, crippling not only to uh you as uh in the relationships that but even your own self-image. You know what I mean? My 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 self-image took a hit because I saw myself as as uh as less than others simply because I am a I am a minister. To a to a degree, I believe that's what people liked about the ministry that I gave because they looked at it as me being humble, but in reality it was self-hate.
0: Uh, you know that's that's one phrase that I could not stand all my life is um let's keep them poor to keep them humble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that is so unbiblical. So power, um, mongering and it wrecks mm-hmm. people's lives. When was it that you have one of those hard conversations where the pastor or the leadership elders came to you and said, Hey, mm-hmm. Mont, you know what, you're not up to snuff and you're not measuring up. What was that like for you? And what did you do in those situations?
2: uh well at that particular time to be honest i um i just let them say what they needed to say and i took it in and did a lot of self re- reflection and it just made me feel worse it made me feel as though um you know i can't do anything right or i'm not truly pleasing god and um you know so my response really was to try to was to try to do better, to try to do more. But then when it came to me having the uh, awakening to realize that there has to be some balance in, in my life, that conversation was a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was a conversation that I felt needed to be had because I wasn't going to lose my wife over a jerk. I wasn't going to um, uh, you know, lose my children you know over over the church it was important for me to um uh, to be the father and the husband uh that I was called to be uh and so eventually they they understood they didn't necessarily like it, but eventually they they understood and they had to kind of scale back on a lot of the activities that they because basically I was the one running it
0: mhm yeah um and you know people can be mean in the church Mm -hmm. um it just astounds me every time how selfish the comments that are expressed and i'm i know that you had a lot of that in your life because when you do ministry for a long time you're going to encounter the comments and multitudes of people uh it's just too well there is enough love to cover all their sins right uh, but let me ask you this: Of all the things that you've learned since then to where you're at now, okay. if you had a second chance to respond to those negative voices, what would you say now? Uh, to be
2: honest, due to uh, my study in, um, in in psychology, my study in mental health, I'm currently uh, going to school for counseling uh, to get my master's. Yes, awesome. Uh, and so everything that I'm learning now. I'm starting to realize that, uh, it's really true. The saying that hurt people hurt people.
0: Right. Oh gosh, man.
2: Yes. And so a lot of the people I believe that I had encountered that were, I guess you would say mean or, uh, uh, treated me in a way that was, uh, you know, that, that was unholy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I would, I would want to be more, I, I believe now I would be more, uh, curious of where that of where that uh that that's coming from where is it coming from because that right. could actually be a a opportunity for me to minister on a deeper level. Right. Say, you know, uh, right. you know, I I cannot do this. I cannot be necessarily who you see uh or who you want me to be within your mind. But mm-hmm. tell me where this is coming from. Why is it important to you that I be this person? And that's not who I am. Why is it important that I step in and serve in, in this capacity while leaving my family? You know, what makes, what makes this so important that it has to be done? And why does it have, have to be me? Um, you know, I believe sometimes confrontation, and I've preached a sermon on this, holy con- confrontation is important. And and what I mean by that is sometimes it's important to have the hard conversations, have the hard talks, to say things that may seem uncomfortable to talk about. But to get those things out in the open, one, so that you can get it off your shoulders, and two, so that you can have clarity within the whole situation and be able to handle it from, from
1: there. You're listening to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast with Brandon Dempsey. Subscribe to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Confessions of a Worship Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, and YouTube.
0: Wow. I love that. I I mean, I I had this um, running phrase from my mentor who's always taught me this, and the statement goes like this, ministry I love is just the people I can't stand. And I remember every time when I had to meet with, mm-hmm. um, as a worship leader, I had to meet with these elders' wives mm-hmm. because some of them would sing on the worship team or they had relatives or their husbands would. Yeah. And it was always the, well, why can't my spouse or why can't I do it this way? Why can't I do have what I want? Mm-hmm. And I remember before every meeting I would get my Bible, I would study and I would mark out scripture verses because I knew what they were going to say. I knew what the meeting was about. Sometimes yeah. you don't know. Sometimes they catch you flat footed. But I recall going through scripture and like first second Timothy was my best friend. You know, yeah. Everything from show yourself approved right. to don't look don't let anyone down look don't don't let anyone look down on you because you're a youth. Mm-hmm. Um and um uh and trust all to God because you know he he keeps he keeps it safe for you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing that, and and then I like what you said. I would speak to them in response to scripture, and we we would uncover the the real triggers that were going on in their hearts. And they would come out and say at the very end of the meeting, they would come out and say, "You know what, Brandon? I feel so bad coming in here because this was not the reason why I needed to see you. I have a bigger issue going on." And not every conversation mm-hmm. took place like that, right? But the right. ones that did. The ones that did was like truly amazing of what God has done. Open up and unlock hearts, and I know that you had all those. You've had those conversations yourself.
2: Yeah, all pain has a a genesis. They all come from somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, and it may not come from the moment that we're in right now. Maybe from a moment that has as, uh, that has maybe was in their childhood, or a moment maybe from just before they came to church, or or maybe from last week, and and that moment has uh affected how they respond to just about everything in in life. And that's where we have sometimes as ministers step back and say, "All right, hold on, hold on, things are kind of going off the rails. Let's reel it in. Let's let's figure out what what's the true issue here. What's the true problem?"
0: Right and you know many of us struggle with a lot of true problems as ministers we have our own problems exactly and and a lot of us feel that we've been in such deep depression for so long for so hard it's tough to climb out of that hole uh we feel unloved we feel completely alone what would be the first step for people ministers volunteers to get help? And what does that look like?
2: I believe there's a couple of things. One uh, is to never try to be an island unto yourself. Uh, It's always good to have mentors. It's always good to have uh, a circle of people that you trust, that you can go to when you feel that that way. I believe that's always good. It's always good to talk to other people who are are doing kind of the same things that you are and just kind of have that have that outlet right uh because when you hold it in a lot of times it makes things worse but also is i believe it's very important for for ministers well it's important for everyone but i believe it's also important for ministers to have uh counseling them themselves whether it be therapy whether it be uh, a psychologist or just a counselor whatever the case may be it's important talk things out, and it's important to kind of work through things that are triggering for you, work through things that are are a stumbling block for you. Uh, it's, It's not just enough to say, well, I'll read scripture and I'll pray. Definitely pray. Prayer is important. It is important to have that time to really talk to God and to really listen because a lot of times we spend so much time talking so much during our prayer time we don't do enough time listening so uh so that that is important but it's also just as important uh because God said it is not good for man to be alone he said that because we need each other that's right uh, so it's good to have a what i like to call a village of people around you that you trust and that and that is with is wise, that you can go to in your time of need, but also that they can come to you as as well. You know, uh, Scripture tells us that in a multitude of counsel, there's safety. So I believe the safety comes, the healing comes Mm -hmm. uh, when we uh, make sure that we're not by ourselves and that we have people in our lives that we can come to and they can be honest with us. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, got it. I have a, a scripture that I like to throw out. It's the same scripture for every interview that we do here. Mm-hmm. And I like to gain perspectives on what it means to different people because it, it, it should mean something different. And, and um it's it's interesting to hear the different perspectives on that topic. And and it's this uh James 513 says If anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. Mm -hmm. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? Ooh, wow.
2: Uh, one, I love James. I love the book of James. Mm -hmm. That was really the first book that I attempted to read from, from beginning to end. Um, and when he says, uh, if anyone among you is suffering, let them pray. Uh, it's because there is a deep connection we have with the with the divine that we have with god that when we talk to him i don't know about you but there's been times uh when i was having a bad day oh yeah and 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 when i just take a moment just to pray yeah. uh just to just tell god uh and tell jesus how much i love him it seems that all of a sudden a burden was lifted off of my shoulders it yeah. seems as yeah. though that I. Uh, Started to see things from a different perspective and a different point of view. So, uh, so our connection with God is so important. It's so important. That's why it's important for us to continue to pray, to continue to worship with each other. Right. That brings us to a whole other level. Um, These, and then not only our connection with God, but I believe our connection with each other is just as important. That's why God says that the greatest commandment is to love the God, love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Because, and I use this as an example all the time. When I got married to my wife, see, um, it, it was considered as a ready-made family because we had already had our 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 two sons mm-hmm. uh, from a different re- re- relationship. So I. So when I chose my wife, I did not just choose my wife, but I chose my sons. Yeah. Male. Yeah. So, and, and so when we choose God, we also choose God's children. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us uh, to have these these strong relationships with him and with each other.
0: Yeah. So true. Where if, if people want to get in touch with you to connect, where can they find you?
2: Oh, that is, uh, that's a good question. I am, well, I pastor at King Solomon Missionary Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. We are located at 1417 10th Avenue North in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're ever in the Nashville area, you know, we're uh, starting to become a big booming city. Uh, and so if you're ever visiting the Nashville area and you're here on a Sunday, just come on by, you will be my guest and we'll treat you well. Uh, but also uh, you can, you um, you can reach me or, or find out more information about the ministry at King Solomon Um, You can, as you said at the beginning, uh, you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, so I spend a lot of time there just musing. And whenever I have inspiration or even something funny to share, uh, I, I usually go on there. And that is uh, Pastor Mac, Mack, that's MC. Um, and that's really about it.
0: And the Awkward Pastor on Instagram. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Awkward Pastor
2: <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, and I used to call myself the Awkward Pastor on Twitter as well. I actually created an uh, another page just for that, but that's because I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> I got to check that one out. Yes, I I, I read comic books, and, um, and I'm into sports. You know, I love foot, football, mm-hmm. both both titans and uh yep. so i use that page kind of to talk more about those loves you know comic books uh, marvel D- dc and all all of that
0: awesome love it well uh, mont thanks so much for joining us today man I, I really appreciate you sharing your heart and just the um the candid conversation that we had it was just really really rich very good
2: well i thank you for having me uh it's just an honor for me to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that maybe the stuff going on in my head was useful to someone.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's that's what it's about. So thanks for sharing that with the someone's out there because we need to hear it. Awesome. Well, uh, everybody, that was today's confession. Thanks so much for joining us here on Confessions of a Worship Leader.com and also ConfessionsOfAWorshipLeader podcast, and thanks for joining us. Uh, remember, there is no story that's too crazy, no heartbreak. That's too much for God to handle. Uh, we thank you for hanging out with us, and be sure to look out for our next shows and next uh, special upcoming guests that we have I'm very excited about. You'll be notified when you click on the notifications button On our socials, Confessions of a Worship Leader, and also when you subscribe to this podcast, you'll get everything that comes up as soon as we drop another episode your way. So thanks for joining us uh, here on Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast. Until next time, I'm Brandon Dempsey.
1: Thanks for joining us here on Confessions of a Worship Leader. Remember, no story is too crazy, no heartbreak is too much for God to handle. Got a comment? idea, or something to share, DM us on Instagram at Confessions of a Worship Leader or text us at 832-974-0277. If you like this podcast, we ask that you give us a high review and comment on iTunes. This has been a Worship Team Training digital production. Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast. Copyright 2022. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us again right here on the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast.